Today's reading is from the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way, all of you, because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness. How I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know about y'all, but Thanksgiving snuck up on me this year. Does it, it is early. I think it's about almost as early as it can be. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're in the midst of a kitchen remodel at our house, um, which makes a lot of things difficult, um, which is also a tremendous blessing, so we can't complain about that. But it the clock is ticking. We're hoping we have a kitchen by Thanksgiving so that we can cook. I have always loved Thanksgiving. It is one of those holidays that feels very pure. It is not wrapped up in consumerism, though very quickly we shift into consumerism. But it is a day that's just about celebrating, about giving thanks we, we turn the holiday very quickly from what I think of as a verb, thanksgiving, I-N-G, to a noun. What are you doing for thanksgiving? How was your thanksgiving? But here in, in the church, we're focused on that, that practice of thanksgiving. When I was growing up, my mother would start preparing for thanksgiving several days ahead of time. I would wake up to the, the smell of I don't know, celery and onions cooking or cranberries popping or, or things happening in the kitchen. Now, we only had a, all of our extended family was um, a long, long way away. So for us, Thanksgiving, except my grandparents would come and spend the winters in, in, uh, near us. And so Thanksgiving would just be my, my four sisters and I and grandparents. And then as they grew and got married and children, it became a much bigger deal. But it was 
a small gathering, but it seemed to involve enormous preparation. I'm sure that's true for you as well. And I love that sense of getting ready for this holiday, a holiday that, that causes us really to focus on abundance, on the abundance in our lives, that reminds us of these tables of plenty that we enjoy, and we probably enjoy them most days, though we don't make that big of a feast. We live in abundance. And yet we also live in a culture that the very next day, in fact, even, you know, six o'clock in the evening, the store's open and you can start consuming again. We, we move from, from gratitude and grace to greed almost instantly as we shift. I, I don't mean that as a, a condemnation thing. It is just part of our culture that, that Thanksgiving also seems to inaugurate the, the frenzy of Advent. Well, not the frenzy of Advent, it, the frenzy of Christmas. But we in the church sort of say, now hold up, hold up. There's more going on in this season than Santa Claus and all this stuff. We live in a culture that wants us to believe in a, a theology of scarcity, that there isn't enough, that you should hoard, and that you should be fearful of those that want what you have, that you should perhaps get a bigger security system on your house, that you should perhaps do everything you can to secure yourself. There's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. But in the church and in our Judeo-Christian tradition, we seek to live into a theology of abundance. There is plenty. There is plenty. Our good and gracious God has infused the earth with everything we need from, from those first days of creation. Our, our, our scripture shares a story of God's abundance, abundance in, in the beauty and grandeur of nature, abundance in the crops, abundance in the fields, abundance in everything. And indeed, it was all good. And indeed, the scripture tells us that we were created in the image of God. And if our God is so generous and so abundant and so gracious, indeed, that is part of our nature as well, to be generous and abundant and gracious. Children, I think little ones are, are usually quite generous right from the beginning. They will share with you their soggy Cheerios. They will offer you what they have. Quickly, they, they start to hoard and start to think that maybe there aren't enough toys, and we teach them to share, and we, we try to remind even the young ones that there is more than enough, that there is more than enough. And so I think this theology of abundance is, is something that we in the church have to remind ourselves about all the time. The truth is I know that we have an hour or so in worship every Sunday where we're going to talk about the abundance and the generosity and the grace of God. And we are going to sing our praises and we are going to live in that moment. But the second we leave here, all of the advertisements, all of the messages, all of the commercials that you will see on TV will tell you, buy more, consume more, it'll make you happy, it'll make you safe, it'll make you skinnier, it'll give you less wrinkles, it will do whatever it is that you think that you need. It's kind of heavily stacked against us here in the church. 
24-7 or 20, let's see, how do I say it? Anyway, one hour (laughs) versus all the other hours in the week. But here we are to ground ourselves and to root ourselves in the abundance and generosity of God. And then to remind ourselves that that is our very nature. Our very nature is to be kind and generous and loving. When we look at the scriptures, we see a God that is creative beyond all measure, a God that gives without exception, a God that forgives without any expectation, a God that is always calling us into community, that is reminding us that we belong to one another. When Jesus comes along, he offers parables that remind us that we belong to one another, whether it is the generosity of a, a father to his sons or a young boy who shares his lunch and feeds 5,000 people, or a great banquet feast that is open to everybody who wants to come in. That's who we seek to be as a congregation. We seek to be people who, who feed the 5,000 and more, the people who create great banquet feasts and invite everybody to come in, the people who seek to find those who are on the margins and invite them into a relationship with God. We seek to live out this radical generosity of God with our whole lives. It's a big call. It's a big call upon our lives. Today in the church, in addition to focusing on thanksgiving, we are focusing on another part of our giving thanks, which is our, our call to live in the generosity of God. One Sunday a year, we are invited to just give back, to give back to the church, to offer our gifts to the church in a way that that lets the church be supported in its work and ministry in the coming year. Those of you who are are actively engaged in the congregation received this week an, an estimate of giving card, and I hope you've had an opportunity to think on that and to pray on that and to think about how you will express God's generosity in your giving to the church in the coming year. Uh, those cards uh, can be filled out. You can, if you brought it with you today, you can uh, bring that up to the altar in a little bit. If you didn't bring it with you today, you can bring it by the office or mail it to the office or bring it next week. That's all fine. Uh, and if you are also, our ushers have uh, cards too. So if you didn't bring it and you want to just give a high five, they will uh, bring one to you. If this is your first Sunday with us, your presence here is, is your greatest gift to us. So uh, this, this part of our life together, um, just, just be present. We're so glad that you are here. So in a few moments, we are going to have an opportunity to offer back to God our regular tithes and offerings as well as our, um, our pledge to support the ministries of the church in the coming year. Our, our pledging, our, our giving is a way of expressing to God our gratitude, of living in the generosity of God in which we were created, of practicing thankfulness with our whole lives, 
not just as a one day of the year, but just how we think about our budgets, how we think about our families, life together, how we want to be a part of a bigger community. And so uh, I'm going to invite us to just say a prayer, take a moment to, to fill out those estimate of giving cards. Please understand, um, those of you that have never made a pledge before, please understand that if they ever need to be changed, this is not like a contract. We're not going to bill your credit card or anything like that. <laughs> this is just helps us be able to plan for how we budget in the coming year. So let us just take a moment to pray. God, you are a good and generous God, and we don't have to look very far in our lives to note all of the ways that you have blessed our lives with family and friends and homes and so much goodness with all that you have given us. We give you thanks. And for the opportunity to share in that abundance with other people, for the opportunities to support ministries that we love and care about, for the opportunity to reach out to the world in care and compassion, we give you thanks. Help us to live our lives in a practice of gratitude, in a practice of of fullness, of knowing, God, that you are good and gracious. And so we seek to live into that image with our own lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.